0: Let's pray. Father, we just thank you. We thank you for your presence today. We thank you for what you've already done. My prayer was that that people would encounter you from the moment that they walked in the door, Lord, that the minute they received a handshake, a hug or a kiss, that it would be your love that they faced, that it would change something, that it it would ring a bell in their own life, that the reality of your love for them would happen. It would happen there, not in here, but just even there. That as they start to walk through the foyer, as they encounter people, as they hear the music, they will encounter you, that you, Holy Spirit, that you would heal people even during the worship, during the singing that lives will be changed just because you're present, God. So, Father, we continue to pray, Lord, that you would continue to have your way, not just in their hearts, but, Lord, in my heart, in all our hearts, that you would start to reveal and you would start to convict and convince and change and rearrange and make brand new, set on fire things that were once dead, that, God, you would have your way. Lord, we give you the right of way. Lord, like an ambulance or a police car or a fire truck with their lights blaring, Lord, they have the right of the way and everything else just moves. God, we give you the right of way in our hearts. Lord, Where everything else, anything that's an obstacle, anything that's, that's dawdling, anything that, that's holding you up, Lord, is going to move to give you direct access to our hearts. So, Father, have your way today. And all these people said... Amen, 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 amen. Oh, we've been talking about being friends of God for, for a, a, a little while now because it's really important. And God keeps talking to me about that and the, the journey that we're on. And as we step into a place where we become friends of God, we've acknowledged that we're sons and we acknowledge that we're daughters. We've acknowledged that we have unlimited access to heaven. But then we hear that still small voice that calls us close in to have a relationship with him. He says, now I call you friends. You're doing everything that I've asked. You've read the word. You're doing that stuff. I call you friends. And now I want to share with you the mysteries of heaven. I, 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 want you to, I want you to come into a deeper place because you're my buddies. There's something in that. There's a responsibility that comes with that call. And last week I said that we owe the world a tangible encounter with the living God. We owe it to the world. We, don't, don't you think we owe it to the world? We owe it to those that don't know Jesus. How else will they discover Jesus if not through us, yeah? Through our smiles, through our touch, through our love, through our words. How else will they discover Jesus? And I, I wrote in the Logos, for those of you that have grabbed your newsletters, I wrote that our Father takes us on a wonderful journey from the moment that we say yes. From the moment we say, Jesus, coming to my heart, Come in today and have your way. From the moment we do that, he takes us on a journey. He starts to do stuff inside of us. He starts to, he starts to tweak things as we allow him. Yeah? And he starts to mold us. He starts to shape us. He, and it's this, this thing called the gospel, with Jesus living inside of us, with the fullness of God inside of us and God is love, with his love inside of us, we start to change. I know people always say, I don't want to change. I, you know, I don't want this God of yours. I like who I am. It's cool, dude. You don't have to change. But as you get to know him and as he infects you, you will change. But I'll keep that a secret for now, yeah? And so he, he affects our hearts and our minds. And, and in fact, as we grow in his love, everything about us changes. Even our vocabulary changes. We used to swear heaps. And now we only swear a little bit. Some of you probably don't swear at all. Don't be at my place if I smash my car. That's, it gets out sometimes. I'm only human. I know that's a shock for some of you, yeah? Everything about us changes. Our language changes. Because from the moment that we invite Jesus in and give him the right of way, he starts to transform us. We become more like him, we become more like the Father. You know, from glory to glory and strength to strength, the Bible says. And and this transformation isn't, it's actually both spiritual and it's physical. It's both. It affects both because our spirits change. We have this certainty now within our hearts. And then it changes who we are, yeah? All of a sudden we were impatient and now we're long-suffering, yeah? We were lemon suckers before and now we're full of joy. Stuff starts to change. And I know it's really hard, but if you've been someone that's frowned your whole life, you're going to turn into someone that's going to smile your whole life. God changes stuff, yeah, when we allow him in our hearts. And so there's something that's really beautiful that's at play that we're a part of. And it's for us, believers for Jesus. It's for no one else. No no one else, anyone that doesn't believe in Jesus isn't a part of this transformation. Anyone else that doesn't believe in Jesus can't take part in what he wants to do with us and in us and through us once he calls us into that place as friends. No one else. And the truth is, as we become more like him, we react differently, we act differently, we speak differently. And, and you know what? It's attractive. This change is actually attractive, it's actually a nice change. People didn't like you before, but they're going to like you now. And there's probably some that liked you before that won't like you now when you become a Jesus person. But generally speaking, it's attractive. It's an attractive change. And we owe the world this change because we owe them an encounter with the living God. We owe them. Graham Cook says that we're game changers. He puts it that way. He calls us game changers. and He's got this whole little talk of what a game changer is. Yeah. But when we allow Holy Spirit to do everything that He wants in us and through us, we become game changers. I was thinking about my boys. God's got me all over the place with the sermon today, but I was thinking about my boys, and um, Samuel and Nathan can can be the most well behaved children, and then they're somebody else's children, you know? Does anyone know what I'm saying? You know? They they can be so polite and, and almost in the same breath, they can be so rude, you know? They change. They play well, then they fight. They fight, then they play well. But every once in a while, I just see who they are and what they're becoming. You know, I hear something that they say, and I think, "Wow, that was really kind of him. That was really thoughtful of him. I'm surprised that he did that. Wow." And I, and I and I catch and I catch a glimpse of what they're becoming. Yeah, they and they and they're just blowing me away at the moment. Every once in a while, they just they just do things, and God just he just Prods me and pokes me and just shows me little things, you know, in amongst the turmoil of our home. Mm-hmm. And God's just start, he's, he's just telling me that, and He shows me that he, He's the same, you know. We become Christians and and we step from one side of the ledger to the other because of the cross. And those people that are out there that don't know Jesus have, have a picture of what a Christian should be. You ever met those people that don't know Jesus but have a picture of what Jesus' people should be? Yeah? You can't do that. You're a Christian. You can't speak. You call yourself a... You are You can't drink. You can't speak. You can't overtake a car. Yes, I can. Like, you ever... The point is that because we've said yes to Jesus, because we're now his sons and daughters, because we're now walking in friendship, I've ne- not yet attained, I've become more like him every day. What was okay for me here is not okay for me there. It's a journey, bit by bit, I am becoming everything that my father desires. Yeah? In the same way, our hope and prayer as we watch our children is that they will become everything that we hope and desire. Yeah? You following me? And so God's just showing me through them that, hey, we're on this journey and we're becoming things. And what I love about my kids is that when I see something, it really catches me by surprise. I don't expect it. I really just don't expect it. It's like, oh, wow, there's goodness there. Oh, we did something right. But I'll share all that to share this. Last week, we looked at Psalm 27, verse 5. You're going to have to allow me to take you on a journey yeah, today, if that's Okay. Because (laughs) there's a need for us to see what God's doing in us so that we can become all that he wants for us to reach those, yeah, that don't know him through us, yeah. It's a journey and it's a bit by bit, but we have to realise what God's doing and who we are because sometimes we know who we are, but the rest of our body hasn't caught up yet, you know? So anyway, go with me here. So last week we looked at Psalm 27.5, and, and that was the main, the main verse, and it was, For he, he will conceal me there when trouble comes, and he will hide me in his sanctuary. He will place me out of the reach of a high rock. And last week I was talking about the desire to get into his house. And if we get into his house... He hides us. He conceals us. He places us on a high rock. He takes us away from our trouble. The trouble's still there, but it can't reach us. So for anyone who wasn't in church last week, you should really listen to that. It's a really good one, why you should be in church. Because it's truth. Yeah? Often what happens in life, when life happens, when stuff happens and things are coming against us, we actually remove ourselves from our Christian friends and family and we remove ourselves from church because life's too tough. But we're supposed to be the opposite, because when we run to his sanctuary, he conceals us and hides us from the very stuff that is coming against us, yeah? So you just need to grab hold of that. But the reason I brought this scripture up again today, because the Hebrew word used for conceal there is, it starts with a T, but it's sawfan. it's sawfan, and it, it actually means concealed, it can mean to treasure. Last week I talked about that, but it can also mean to be kept secretly, To be kept secretly. So those of us that run to his sanctuary, it says that he will conceal me there from troubles. He will keep us, hide us. He will keep us secretly away from everything else, yeah? So you and I, in his house, are being kept secretly. The only people that'll come to go to his house are the same people that'll go to my house. They're my friends. Generally, I don't have strangers that come to my house. Is that a fair assumption? Yeah? I know some of you got blank faces. You have to say, yes, I'm cornering you here, so when I make a point, you go, oh, dang, he got me, yeah? So you don't often get strangers coming into your house, maybe knocking on the door, but not into your house. Is that a fair assumption? Yes, of course, it's normally your friends. So friends go to the house of God because we're called. He calls out to us. And in that place, he keeps us secretly. Why does he keep us secretly? Well, that's a really good question. Because at the crux of it is we owe the world an encounter with a tangible God. So why does he keep us secretly? Well, this is important. So let's go with, with the flow for a minute. So Deuteronomy 29.29 29 reads, The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may follow all the words of his law. So I want to suggest that the secret things to be revealed <laughs> is you. The secret things to be revealed is us right? The secret things. How can we be the secret things to be revealed? Because when we're in the sanctuary, he conceals us and he hides us. He treasures us. He keeps us secretly. Yeah. So go with me. Keep coming. Keep coming. So how can you say that he, all that pastor? Well, that's even easier because then we have to jump to the New Testament. And Romans eight nineteen says, for the creation waits an eager expectation for the children of God to be... For the children of God to be revealed, yeah? How can anything not hidden be revealed? If you're out in the open already, how can you be revealed? You're already there. Is that another fair assumption of our English language, yeah? You're thinking, where's he taking us? I don't like this. Who's being revealed? The children of God. The children of God is us. It's us. So, when we're revealed, we're not just revealed to those around us, we're also being revealed, oh, this is going to trip some of you out, we're also being revealed to ourselves. Yeah? Yeah? We're also, because now we're coming to discover our true identity, Now we're coming to discover our original design. We didn't know that before. We knew it but didn't know it. But as we become his friends and run into his sanctuary where he hides us and conceals us and treasures us and keeps us secretly, creation is waiting, eagerly waiting with great expectation for the children of God to be revealed. See, when we find our original design, it's being revealed to us in the same breath that it's being revealed to them that are out there that don't know him. And I love what it says in Deuteronomy 29, but the things revealed belong to us. So we're being revealed. Our identity is being revealed to us. So now that belongs to us. Who we are belongs to us. It cannot be taken from us. And with that, that they may follow all the words. Yeah? See, it's only when you realise who you are because of whose you are that you can actually live a Christian life. Is that getting confusing for you? But it's really important for us and for who we are to be revealed to us, so it can be revealed to those that are out there. And creation is waiting with great expectation for us to be revealed. And we owe the world, why is it waiting with great expectation? Because we owe the world a tangible encounter with the living God. And if it's not being revealed to us who we are, then we can't reveal who we are to them or who he is, and they will never ever encounter the living God that they're waiting with great expectation for us. <laughs> My heart today is to be able to show us all the potential that is us. Not that is in us, but that is us. Yeah. Often Christians speak about what's possible. It's already possible. We are becoming and yet we've become. It's a paradox. Yeah. If Graham Cook is saying that we're game changers then there's something about us that needs to be revealed to us that's going to change the game out there. Yeah? One thing I know is that we are Father God's plan for those around us. And I think it's time for all of us to actually truly and wholeheartedly believe and see how Daddy sees us and to walk in that knowledge. Not what your parents have said, Not what your neighbours have said, not what your wife said, not what your husband said, not what your school teacher said, not what your crooked business boss said, yeah? (laughs) What he says. I reckon nearly, I feel like every second week or so, I, I use a phrase along the lines of, we need to grab hold of this, if we can only understand this, you know, if we can get this in our spirits. And I say that because what I'm discovering is that Papa God often hides things for us. Not from us, but for us, so that we can discover those things. And part of that discovery is us, yeah? Part of that discovery is us. You take us out of this book and it's worthless. We are his hands and feet extended. Everything that he did from the beginning all the way through to maps, yeah? Everything he did in this book is to bring us back into relationship with him the way that he had always destined and designed, yeah? So you remove us and this book is worthless. You remove us from the equation, he's no longer a loving God because who's he loving, yeah? So, Proverbs 25.2. Let's keep playing with the word Conceal. It's the glory of God to conceal a matter. To search out a matter is the glory of kings. So go with me here. God gets glory when he conceals something. God gets glory when he hides something for us. Not from us, yeah? For us. The message version suggests um, the wording there is he delights in concealing, yeah? The NLT goes as far as to say that it's God's privilege to conceal stuff, to hide stuff, to keep stuff secret regardless he gets glorified when he does it now the second part of that verse is what's important to us is to find what has been revealed is the glory of kings it's the privilege of kings to find what's been concealed it's the king's delight to discover what god has hidden yeah so who are the kings that this passage is talking about you you all of you you're the kings. Revelation 1.6 says, And has made us to be a kingdom and priests, not a kingdom of priests, and a kingdom and priests, to serve His God and Father. To Him be glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Now watch this. The same verse in the King James and also in the contemporary English version says this, And He's made us kings and priests. So you are the kings, yeah, so when you search out that that's been hidden, that's been concealed, when it's been revealed, it's for your glory. <laughs> so if you can draw the dots, if you can join the dots, when, you, when it's revealed to you who you are, yeah? when it's truly revealed to you who you are, at that moment it belongs to you so that you can do everything that the word says because you can only do what the Word says if you understand that you're a child of God. You can only do what the Word says if you understand your standing, your true identity, your original design. But then it goes a little bit further, and it says it's actually, it's to bring us glory when these things are revealed. And I don't know about you, but there's nothing more glorious than to understand that I was a sinner, separated from God, with an eternal damnation in hell, coming my way fast, yeah? Because... Christian church, we believe in heaven, believe in hell. It's one or the other. It's with God all the way or without God all the way. One or the other, yeah? So now all of a sudden, there's nothing that's more glorious than to understand my true design and my original identity as a son of God, filled with his fullness. So the concealed things have become the revealed things, and the revealed things are you. And I share all of that to say there's a responsibility that you have that I have, we owe the world an encounter with the living God. Yeah? Let's go a little bit deeper. Now watch this, because this is, should be, could be, it actually just is you, but we've got to walk into it, yeah? Isaiah 60 verse 1 and 3. Arise, Jerusalem, let your light shine for all to see, for the glory of the Lord rises to shine on you. Yeah, Darkness as black as night covers all the nations of the earth, but the glory of the Lord rises and appears over you. All nations will come to your light. Does it say the person on your right's light? person on your left's light? The person sitting behind you, their light? The pastor at the front because he's got a cool shirt on his light? No, it says your light, doesn't it? Just making sure I'm reading it correctly. I wanted to make sure about that. Mighty kings will come to see whose radiance? Your radiance. Yeah. So this is a brilliant passage, if you can understand it and grab hold of it. Because what it's saying is, it's saying that God is making us into something. That we are becoming something that people will be drawn to. The reason that I had to take you on the journey to show you the things that are concealed and then revealed and who who receives glory for that and who it belongs to and what's... Because you need to understand who you are. And if you don't get who you are, you're going to live a powerless life and nothing will ever work out as in people coming to you. Because I don't know about you, but I read this and it says, God's glory, His light shines on us because we're His sons and daughters. And so He calls us to walk and talk with Him. And it says there's darkness all over the earth. We even sang a song, one of the songs this morning had a line in it about darkness, darkness everywhere. Was it the last song or the third song? Laurie, can you look it up for me and throw it up on the screen? So there's darkness all over the earth, but His glory appears over us. Yeah? Now this isn't a fading Moses type of glory where you spend time with the Lord and then you go and meet people and then you slowly come back to normal. When the concealed things, the secret things, the things that God has kept secret, which is us, has been revealed to us, we then have a glory, oh my goodness, that shines upon us, right? And what happens? It says that men and women and mighty kings will be drawn to that light. Come on. So... We've got to get it because if men and women and mighty kings, pharaoh type people aren't being drawn to us, maybe we haven't found out. Maybe it hasn't been revealed to us who we are. Maybe we're still concealed. Maybe we're still hidden. Maybe we're still being treasured by God. Yeah. Maybe he's still got us in the secret things. Did you find that by chance, Loz? No? keep looking. I think it might have been the last song. If you get it, yell out. You and I are the game changers the world needs. As friends of God, we are the game changers that the world needs. They don't need anything else. They don't need the next self-help book. Yeah. What they need is us. Someone struggling in their marriage, there is no doubt that we will send them and encourage them to go and see professional marriage counsellors, Christian marriage counsellors, yeah? Reality is that they can find some of those answers through us. I might not have or be the best at finance. I'm not a financial planner, but what I do have is Jesus and people can find that are in financial turmoil can find peace through us. And then they might go see a professional financial planner. Who knows? point is that it's us, us, you and me. Look at the person next to you and you say, that's you. Come on, don't like this. so so much silence in here. You think you're being some church. It's not a funeral, yeah? <laughs> now look at the person on the other side and go, why aren't you helping me? <laughs> Because it has to be the concealed things have to be revealed. You've got to get into the things of God so that he can reveal to you who you are. And when you're walking in that, we become something. We become a people that thrive in him. Yeah, We become persons, people that victory, that victory all over us and it attracts broken people. Some of you are thinking, man, why? why are all the people that approach me or come to me, why are they like this? Why are they always struggling? Why? Because you're probably, you've been revealed and your light is attracting people who need you. Yeah? They see victory in our life when we've been revealed, after we were concealed. Things are no longer secret. They're now out in the open and we've grabbed hold of it. Yeah? They see it in our family life doesn't mean we've got everything together, but they see the way that a husband loves a wife. They see the way that they they joke together. They see the way that they talk together, they cook together, work together, argue together. They just see something that's different. You know, they see children, they might not be the best behaved, but they see them being brought up with respect and you catch glimpses of what they're becoming. You know, they see business people with integrity and with generosity victory all over their life. In the workplaces, they see school teachers that have got a love for their children. They see hospitality staff that have genuine warmth. They see victory all over them. They actually come across doctors and nurses that actually care for their patients. Heaven forbid. They see victory in our life and they're attracted to it because you and I, whether you like it or not, we are the game changers. Nobody else. Us. People in Ballarat need Jesus. We are the game changers. When I see people say yes to him and walk and talk in him and become like him, we are the game changers. Remember I said earlier the Hebrew word um, sorfan, it it means to conceal and treasure and, and to be kept secretly. I love the fact that we owe the world, the unchurched and the unsaved, an encounter with the living God. And the reason that we're kept secretly, the reason that he conceals us for us to be revealed, the, 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 best, the best example of this I, I heard um, recently listening to a snippet by Bill Johnson, and he goes, think about uh, uh, Easter time, a game that you play with your kids, you know, and you're hiding your Easter eggs. You don't hide them so they can't be found, do you? You hide them so they can be found. And you might have some in simple places for the younger kids and you'll have some in, in more difficult places for the older kids. But the joy is in the discovery, yeah? Yeah? The joy is in the discovery. We want them to find what we've hidden. And so we give them clues. Don't we give them clues? Oh, have you been around to the back of the stairs under that next to the plastic bucket? You know, like, you, you know? They go, no, I haven't. And all of a sudden, it's like, I found one. <laughs> of course you did, you know, yeah. So when we're revealed, when we're revealed, people are like, oh man, there's a Christian full of power. That's awesome. Where did they come from? And God's like, of course they found him. Of course he's found his true identity. I let him there. Of course he's found his original design. i put the clues out. Oh, you got the words up. When the night is holding on to me, God is holding on. That'll do. It was about darkness. Yeah, that'll do. That's probably, I was, I was in this and we were singing that. But it's too late now, so take it off. Some of you are saying that, you know, we already are everything that we can be in Jesus. And, you know, I often have a discussion like that with particular people. We are everything already. You know what? It's true that because of the cross, we have been given everything in Christ. That's true. Absolutely. But here's this paradox, this constant paradox, because though we've been given everything because of the work of the cross, the the thing is that we gain it little by little as we journey with Papa God. Because if I gave my kids everything, yeah, that they're entitled to as my children all at once. In most families, as children get to an age where they're allowed to drive a car, you normally allow them to drive your car. Some of us are smarter than that. We don't do that anymore. But if you knew my daughters, you'd know why. But generally speaking, yeah, we allow them to drive the car. But if I gave them that opportunity, that privilege that they're entitled to as my children when they were five or six or seven, it wouldn't finish well, would it? See, we are entitled, we have been given everything in Christ since the cross. No doubt, 100%, it is all ours. But it's released to us bit by bit. That's why in Proverbs, in verse, uh, chapter 20, verse 21, it says, An inheritance obtained too early in life is not a blessing in the end. That was talking about the promised land. They had the promised land, but they received it bit by bit by bit by bit. It's the same with us. We start off in a hidden place but then things start to be revealed to us and we discover more and more and more who we are because of whose we are. And the closer we travel with daddy, the more that's revealed and discovered, the more that's revealed and discovered, the more we are glorified in him because it's to the glory of kings the things that have been revealed. Yeah. So... To the glory of kings. Who were the kings again? So to whose glory? Your glory. Some of you can't even say it. Whose glory? Your glory. You, you got it. <sighs> God loves you. Yeah, one hundred percent. He wants to glorify you and be glorified by you. Yeah. You are the apple of his eye. There is no one else, nothing else that floats his boat, that rocks his world like you. Yeah, nothing else. So when it's the hidden things belong to God, and you know, as He conceals things, it brings Him glory. But it's to the glory of kings the things that have been revealed. It's for your glory that He reveals who you are. Understand? It's for your glory that he reveals your true identity. It's for your glory that he reveals your original design. It's for your glory. Because when you walk in that glory, that light that shines, Isaiah verse 60, that shines upon you, even in the darkness, the verse that Laurie put up, that I made him take off, that he's about to put up again, when darkness is all around you, yeah, God's there. God holds on because he's revealed to you who you are, yeah? And now that glory that belongs to the kings through those revelations, that's you. And so wherever you walk, regardless of what people are experiencing, they will be drawn to you. Men and women will be drawn to you. That's why we sing songs like this. I know we often think about it as God. When you walk into the room, everything changes. Yeah, Darkness starts to tremble at the light that you bring. Hmm. At the light that you bring. Let's just go back to Isaiah oh, 60 for a minute. At the light that you bring. Bringing, Arise, Jerusalem, let your light shine for all to see. So when you walk into the room, everything changes because of the light. Whose light is it? Now that light comes from God, but where's the light emanating from? From you, the kings, because it's the glory of kings for those secret things to be revealed. And you have been revealed. It's like like you've jumped out. Oh, pardon the pun. You've jumped out. You're out of the closet. You're out there now. You're, You're a God person. Full of power not hidden, not hiding. You're wearing a Jesus T-shirt and you're proud. You've got little neon lights running underneath your car, pointing to the little fish sticker that says, that's me, woo! Darkness as black as night covers all the nations of the earth, but the glory of the Lord rises and appears over you. All nations will come to your light. (laughs) When you walk in the room, sickness starts to vanish. Every hopeless situation ceases to exist. We are not God, but we are his hands and his feet extended, Jesus empowered in us, yeah, to touch, to heal, to restore. Once the secret things that have been kept secretly, concealed, hidden, have been revealed. When you walk in the room, you, 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 you. It's you, Hermena. <laughs> it's you, Laurie. It's you, Stephen. It's when you walk in the room. It's you. We have the fullness of the living God living inside of us. All his power, all his mind, all his forgiveness, all of him. And you may not feel like that yet. But you're becoming... You have it all already, but you are becoming because it gets released to you. You know, I just want to challenge us all this morning. If people aren't coming to us, if mighty kings aren't coming to our light, we've got to grab hold of who we are. We've got to see what God's been hiding in his sanctuary because it's for your glory. We owe it to the world and encounter with the living God. You know, Matthew 5, you are the salt of the earth, you are the light of the world. We add flavour to things that are flavourless, flat out. (laughs) We make good things taste even better. We make bad things taste great. You don't get a piece of meat at my house unless it's salted, peppered, and probably over salted again, particularly over the little streaks of fat. You know? You don't see a chef cooking food without seasoning it, do you? Come on. Salt enhances, salt improves. You are the salt of the earth. You are the salt of the earth. You. We're a light on a hill. So where there's darkness, we shine bright, don't we? People can now see where to walk and what to do. Our life illuminates something in theirs. It's time to believe, church. It's just time to stand. It's actually time to stand as well. It's time to walk. It's time to make a difference. It's time to be the game changer that you were created to be, yeah? Yeah? Glory to glory and strength to strength. Last week I was at a, a, a get-together conference called Awakening Australia in Melbourne at Margaret Court Arena. And it was such a, just a beautiful time, a gathering of about four to 5,000 Christians as we worshipped and um, uh, Heidi Baker was there and we were listening to Heidi Baker and Margaret Court was there, which was really surreal to have Margaret Court, who's a Christian, standing on Margaret Court Arena and they asked her to come and to pray you know, at the beginning, they just finished worship and she got up to pray and they went straight into an altar call. Like it was just, it was surreal. There was nothing else. There was no words. It was just, we're doing an altar call. Jesus is real. But as, as she got up there, I just loved it because she got up there and as she went to speak, she just broke down because I think the reality of her and her heart's desire over all the years to be standing on the court named after her and to be able to share Jesus was just too much. And it was one of those moments. I mean, I cry anyway. But when she lost it, I was like, oh my God, Jesus, you're real. You know, (laughs) it was wild. But we sang a song that night. It's a song that you all know. This little light of mine. But you know what? We didn't sing this little light of mine. We sang this great light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. This great light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. This great light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. I'm not going to ask you to sing it this morning because then I would have to ask one of the worship team to get up and they're thinking, I'm not going to sing that. (laughs) But I want you to get that into your heart. Yeah? This great light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. You are, you are, you are, you are, you are. His hands and feet extended. You have been revealed. And it's to the glory of you, kings, that revelation comes. So that you can fulfill Isaiah 60. That his glory and light shines upon you. But then men and women and mighty kings will be drawn to your light. Amen. It's time to be the game changers that we were called to be. What do we? Ha- I was going to say, hang our heads. Don't hang our hands. Why don't you lift your arms to heaven? This is an exciting time. If, you don't, if you're not someone that lifts your hands, grab the seat in front of you and pretend like you're doing that. That's the perfect way to do it. If you're super strong, help the person next to you. And we're just going to pray, yeah? We're just going to put it out there. We're going to let God do what God needs to do. Father, this morning we just pray that, Lord, the things that have been in the secret place... In your sanctuary, God, the place where you hide us from our troubles and our tribulations, God, those things that you secretly keep, Father, I pray now that you would begin to reveal to each and every one of us, Lord, who we are, that it would be to the glory of kings, the things that are being revealed, Lord God, that, Lord, in our life, we would be glorified in the sense that we would walk and talk like you. (laughs) That we would be like you, that men and women would be attracted to us because of you. That Lord, they would be attracted to the light that we shine, the light that only shines once we've been revealed. So Father, this day I pray for an empowering. Lord Holy Spirit, right now touch. Holy Spirit, right now feel. In fact, Holy Spirit, right now reveal to men and women that haven't yet grabbed hold of who they are in you. That that revelation might not just sink into their minds, but might sit in their hearts and and might germinate, Father, and and, and Lord, marinate, Lord, the truth of who we are. That we would be a, a people that are different. Lord, made something different, a victorious Christian that attracts the broken wherever we go. Father, we are your hands and your feet extended. We are your people, Lord God, waiting to be revealed. Lord God, and I pray, Lord, that today that each of us would have an encounter with you that would reveal something brand new, something that we've not known before, something about us, Lord, a place that you're elevating us to. Father, that it would be a fresh revelation of our identity, that we might walk in its power and in its grace, that people may come to know you through what you reveal to us. So I thank you. I thank you for the people here that are hungry. I thank you for the people here that want to grow in you. I thank you for the people here that love you. I thank you for the people here whose hearts are open to all that you have for us. Father, we pray that we would be the game changers that this city needs. Father, we pray that we would be the game changers that our family needs. Father, we pray that we would be the game changers that you have always destined and designed us to be. And so Father God, in this place today we give you all the glory and we give you All the praise. And everybody said? Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. Yeah, give God a round of applause. Why not do that? (laughs) Have a sensational week searching out the secret things of God because you might discover yourself. Amen.